Howdy, gang. Can you hear me yet? Yes, all right, there we go. Thanks for the mic. Uh, so we don't have a tremendous amount of time, and um, I do have a lot that I'd love to tell you about. But one of the things uh, that I always like to do is to make sure that my presentations are online, and this one is as well. So I'll give you the URL at the end. It's, it's bit.ly slash story of Moz. I also tweeted under the hashtag. But what I want to spend some time on is talking about, uh, on reflection, things that I would change, things I would keep the same, and things I don't yet know. Uh, can I, just to set the tone, how many of you are moderately familiar with Moz? Moderately familiar with OK, so not very many people. Great, that's phenomenal, awesome. Uh, I mean that, no, like, uh, that, is, that is wonderful to know that there's lots of people to still reach. Uh, so in 2001, I dropped out of college uh, to work with my mom. She was, my mom Jillian, who was, uh, founded a small business uh, doing consultancy for uh, marketing and advertising, and I was a web designer. So it was just me and her. I was building websites. Um, and I was pretty excited about this. I, I you know, didn't have a college degree, and I, but I loved building websites. I thought that was super fun. Uh, fast forward a few years, and we were deeply, horrifically in debt. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Rand, why weren't you practicing lead methodology? Well, you know, maybe if Eric had written his book like seven years earlier, uh, we could have done that. But he was busy in college or high school, I don't know. Uh, so, um, so regardless, uh, we were deeply in debt, like horribly in debt, like guys with, you know, uh, huge chests that were very hairy and gold chains coming to the office asking if I was Rand Fishkin, and I told them no. Uh, because they're really scary and they're debt collectors and you don't want, anyway. Uh, we managed to dig out of that debt, uh, mostly through the power of SEO. So I, I started doing some SEO consulting and started a blog called SEO Moz, um, which some of you might be familiar with, and then that transformed into Moz and into a software business in 2007. Uh, we raised some funding, about a million dollars in, in 2007, and then another round in 2012. And today, Moz is um, a 42, 43-ish million dollar a year business uh, with about 25,000, well, sorry, about 35,000 uh, customers uh, all over the world. So it's been a, a relatively exciting journey, but um, also one fraught with peril and hard times and tough shit, right? Like you, can I also walk down here? I like it better down here, is that okay with you guys? All right, cool, okay. So, uh, some things that I would change. First off, I wish, because software engineering was at the core, at the core of what Moz does, right, is to build software that tries to mimic how search engines work and then show people how they can improve their websites, by never learning software engineering, like, okay, I could write a few lines of PHP, but that is not the same thing. I could not effectively understand why, uh, you know, a developer was telling me that a project would take six weeks and whether that was a phenomenal estimate that there's no way that person could possibly do it in or whether I was getting totally sandbagged. And that is extremely frustrating. I think if something's at the core of your business, you as a founder need to have an understanding of it. Okay, now I see you craning your necks, so I'll go back up here, I'm sorry. I, you know, it just feels, feels like I'm, um, all right. Uh, second, this is, I grew out my beard 
tremendously long during a, a spate of depression that I wrote about, many of you might have read about. Uh, I wish I had spent some time at other startups. I, I was talking to uh, Matt, our next speaker backstage, and w was saying, um, and Dan as well from, uh, from PC Magazine, and we were talking about how startups often feel like a video game. So you know how the first time you play a video game, all the, all the bad things that can happen to you know, your character or your player seem to happen. But then the next time you play it through, you've kind of learned all those steps, right? You've learned the, the missteps and the problems and the things you're going to face, and that is awesome. I wish, I wish I had been able to do that. Moz is the only place I have ever worked in my adult life. That's, that's pretty weird. Uh, I wish I could change that. Third, uh, one of the weird things about Moz is if you sign up for a, a free trial, unlike most software as a service businesses, if you sign up for a free trial at Moz, uh, no one will really contact you. Actually, that's now changing, but for the last eight years, that was not the case, right? We, we did not have anyone reach out to you. There was no customer success or onboarding team. Uh, given what I have seen in early tests of a customer success and onboarding team, I would change that immediately. Granted, Moz is a very low cost. Uh, you know, it's like $99 is the, the base subscription price. But still, having a customer success team is high ROI because of the lifetime value you get from that. I would have pushed, and I still try and push, uh, my investors to be tougher with me. This is uh, Michelle Goldberg over here on the right-hand side with her husband. Uh, at, Michelle was our first investor from Ignition Partners in Seattle. Uh, that's Brad Feld over on the left-hand side. I know he kind of looks like the Big Lebowski, um, but uh, he is a phenomenal and awesome investor. Michelle is a phenomenal and awesome investor. They've been tremendously helpful, but I always felt like they were letting me learn my own mistakes, right, and make my own mistakes. And he, I sort of just wanted to be like, hey, how about you just tell me what to do? Like, I know you know. I know you know. Can you just tell me just this once? Uh, and, and I think um, harsher feedback can be very helpful for entrepreneurs. Oh, God. Going to get in trouble for this one. So <laughs> uh, I, I kind of hate MVPs. I think they suck. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know what you're thinking. I just came to the Lean Startup con Conference, and this weirdo with a mustache is on stage telling me that he doesn't like MVPs. I, here's the problem. Whenever we've launched something that is minimally viable, and we have many times over the years, uh, it has not, it has reached an audience and then created the expectation that we have a crappy version of what they need. And that sucks. It really sucks. And so therefore, over the past few years, things that I've been doing, like um, I, we launched a new tool earlier this year called Keyword Explorer, and I, I delayed it. It was supposed to launch in January. I delayed it until May to build a crap ton more features and, and widgets like against all the advice that you might read about in, in classic Lean Startup methodology because I wanted it to wow people from day one. And, and I think it did. I think it was much more effective than a lot of the things that we've launched previously. Uh, I would hire less, hire fewer people. I would focus more. I would build fewer things. I think one of the things that is definitely true about my personality is I just love, you know, I look out there in the marketplace and I go, oh, we could build a, one of those. We, we have all the data and tools to do it. Let's do it. That's, that's pretty terrible. We should, we really need to focus. Um, I, I wish we had. 
in addition to hiring less, I would have paid more for fewer but proven hires, um, especially early on. I think as you get larger, you know, Moz is 160-ish people now, it's totally fine for us to hire junior people and, and build them up, uh, but that was the wrong move, I think, early on. I would have, I would have gone for more senior folks, paid them more. Uh, another thing, some of you may know that Moz, for the first time ever in its history, uh, did some layoffs in August. That was painful, it sucked. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions about it if, if you wanna come talk to me. I've, I've written about it publicly as well. Uh, it's terrible, please never do that. Uh, but one of the causes, one of the catalysts for that was trying to invest in multiple products and assuming that doing multiple products would be just as easy as doing a single product in a company. That is just not the case. All right, last one here. Uh, I would sell early. So I, um, Eric was very kind and introduced me to his agent and now I'm writing a book. So I, I will include some stuff about the sale offer in the book, but Moz did get one offer to sell once, a, a very serious one, a one that would have you know, made me very wealthy and I, I don't have a car, I walk to work, I still rent an apartment um, with my wife. I, uh, I wish I had taken that offer. I know that's kind of crazy to say, like I wish I had taken that offer, and that was at a time when Moz was going from like five million to 10 million in revenue, and now we're at 40 and you're thinking, wait, you have you know, accomplished so much. No, I, I really do, I wish I, had, I wish I had sold. I think that was a mistake. Um, I beat myself up a lot for that one. Some things I'd keep the same. First off, uh, my wife, Geraldine, who's been a huge part of my life uh, and a huge part of Moz's business. Uh, Geraldine actually wrote uh, Tag Fee, Moz's core values. Uh, Geraldine has been, for, for those of you who, who know me personally, you probably also know Geraldine, right? Chances are good because I'm kind of codependent. Uh, and, 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 she has been the, the best part of, of my life and the best part of Moz has been keeping her and lots of other wonderful people in there. Uh, speaking of tag feet, our core values, that is something that I personally hold extremely dear and would keep uh, absolutely. I think I will keep them no matter where I go in the future, um, wherever that might be. Uh, we do something unique at Moz uh, that many companies do on their engineering teams only, and that is to have separate tracks for individual contributors and people managers. Uh, and I am actually uh, on the individual contributor track since stepping down as CEO about uh, two and a half years ago. And this has been hugely important because it has told some of our best, most productive, highest quality folks in customer service, in finance, on our help team, uh, in, you know, on, on our SEO team and our marketing team, that they can advance their career, advance their pay, advance their stock options, advance their influence without having to manage people. And I strongly believe in that. Uh, I would do that again. Moz also did marketing first and product second. Right? We, I, I built this blog, and then I happened to build a product that was right for all these people who were reading this blog. Uh, I would do that again. I, I love the marketing first approach. I think building up that community uh, has great advantages when you are actually researching your product. It's gonna be so much easier the next time uh, I need to build something. I, I did something weird a few years ago. Uh, I swapped 
lives with a friend of mine, Will Reynolds, uh, founder of Seer Interactive, which is a, an SEO agency out in Philadelphia. I lived in his house, I walked his dog, I went to his office and served as CEO of his company. Someone even resigned to me that week. Like one of his employees, right, took me out for coffee. He was like, well, boss, I'm quitting. <laughs> it, was, it was mighty awkward, but it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. And he went to Moz and lived in my house and my apartment and, and walked to work, right? And uh, it was an awesome experience because it gave us true empathy for each other's lives. And that, I think that is a wonderful thing. I would replicate that time and time again uh, for businesses. This is gonna be a weird one uh, because it's half one way, half the other. I would raise money again for Moz the first time. But if I do another startup, I hope not to raise money. And those two things might sound antithetical to one another. The, the reasoning here is I know myself and I know that I would always perceive that the grass was greener on the funded side of things and that I wasn't, I would never view myself as a real entrepreneur if I hadn't done it. Because in, tragically, and I think in a bullshit way, uh, our community, our startup and technology culture uses the word lifestyle business pejoratively. And that is crap. That is a total load of crap. I, I can't disagree with it more. Um, I think it is just as amazing and awesome to build a one-person company that makes you enough money to do the things that you want in your life and for your family and for your friends as it is to build a 50 or $100 million company uh, or a $500 million company. So that, that's my attitude on this. I would raise money again for Moz, though. Uh, I also am really glad that I picked this weird sector, SEO, that a lot of startups and investors uh, did not choose. I, I was uh, noting the other day we were having an exec team meeting that I think there's like more than 100 uh, companies that do content marketing software that receive funding uh, in the last you know, five or 10 years. I can't name more than five SEO software companies that have ever received funding in my whole tenure in the SEO field because SEO is just so badly perceived, and I love that. I think that, that is a true competitive advantage for us. All right, last, some mysteries I don't yet know the answer to. Um, one of the things I don't yet know the answer to is whether this life that, that many of us have, this life of, you know what, uh, I've chosen, my, my wife and I have chosen not to have kids, right? Um, we, we don't have the, uh, family and friend relationships that many people in the world do have because we and I don't, you know, have the time, right? I, I, I'm one of those people who's very addicted to my work and I don't know whether that is the right decision. I, I, I'm not sure. I think we'll, we'll find out. I don't have a time to tell you Michael Cottom's story, but, but um, we'll, we'll get through that. Uh, I don't know yet whether I was very lucky in my early days or whether I'm actually any good at designing software. And so I, I continue to challenge myself to be like a key designer on this stuff. Uh, I also don't know whether it was the right move to do self-service versus enterprise. That's something I'm really interested in. Uh, by the way, this, this document is uh, phenomenal from a podcaster who assembles all the metrics that have been shared with him by, uh, by SaaS entrepreneurs. Uh, and I don't know about acquisitions versus build it in-house yourself. Moz has completed, I think, six acquisitions now. Um, and I would say a couple of those didn't go great, and a couple of them seem to be going really well, and a few are in the middle. Uh, but that's a tough one that I, I think only years will prove out. Um, and then finally, 
uh, last but not least, I, I make work, you can probably tell, I make work very personal. I make Moz very personal. And as a result, tough things happen. I mentioned layoffs. You know, I, Geraldine and I lost friends in that layoff process. That is, that sucks, right? Um, that's, a, that's a choice that you make. It's a choice that you make whether you want to involve those two worlds. And I don't know whether I made the right one. Uh, I'm going to urge you to make your own three lists. Things you would change, things you'd keep the same, things you don't yet know the answer to. I think this is a powerful process uh, for anyone in our world. And with that, thank you so much. I'm asking Rand to stay because the journalism, he can't help but, um, but ask because I could have sworn I was listening when you were talking about how you rejected an offer early on to sell when you're going from 5 million to 10 million and you wish you had taken it even though Moz is now 40 million. You didn't quite explain why unless I missed it, but I didn't hear the answer. Did you guys hear why? <laughs> okay, I'm curious. I have to know. I can't, just quickly. Sure, sure. So we can move um, on. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, a bunch of reasons, but a few of them are uh, the certainty versus the unknown. Um, it is very, it's very hard living in the world of not knowing what might happen with your company. Uh, and even at you know $42 million and thousands of customers, there's always the chance that things could go south, right? And I think that that risk um, stays with you. It's also the case that the company who made the offer uh, made a primarily stock offer and then went public two years later. So the offer would have been a lot more <laughs> uh, than it actually was. And I still know the people who work there and I still love them and I kind of wish I got to work with them. Um, so th those are three of them. I think the other, the other reason is that it would give me the ability to go try again. Like I mentioned that video game analogy. I loved playing new levels as Moz, but I kind of want to try a different character at some point. And so those are, those are the reasons. Thank you so much for having me.